Hi, I'm Daphne Gardner. And I'm Kate McEdwards. I just burped. <laughs> and welcome to Ladies Horror Night. Night. In the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. What movie is this from? I spit on your garage. You did remember to invite some cute boys to the party, I hope. Of course I did. And we're going to scare the shit out of them. So cold. Is the pizza? Guys think I'm too smart. Come on, I know a professional version when I see one. Point sir. Daddy, you want some? What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Today, we are recapping Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. So we wanted to start doing a few minisodes, as they're called. No, in this the- isn't a minisode. What is it? It's a recap episode. Okay, it's a recap episode, okay, but from- it's not going to be as long. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be as long. This is going to take forever to tell this story. This movie's two and a half hours oh long. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Is <laughs> it going to take that long? Are I your don't notes know. that extensive? How many pages of notes do you have? I have. Oh, my God. They're double-sided. Ten pages of notes <laughs> on the film, and I definitely have at least ten pages of notes <laughs> on the special features. Okay, so we have a Virgo rising on our hands. That's hey, cool. what What's up, y'all? Up? Hey, Daph. Happy Easter. Back from the dead. It's Dracula, as well as Jesus Christ. Love never dies. Jesus never dies. Jesus... Dr- will live on in our hearts, as will Dracula. All right, so we're in the middle of the Crusades. We're, we're dropped down in medias res. <laughs> um, we're in a Byzantine church, and Dracula, played by Gary Oldman, with the most beautiful brown beach waves of all time, is wearing a blood-red muscle suit. It looks like a muscle suit. It looks, it looks like, like <laughs> you know when you go to the science center and yes. there's those creepy mannequins? That's exactly what his armor that, looks that like. That show you like what yeah. the inside of your body looks like? Uh-huh. Yep. So Gary Oldman is wearing a muscle suit with cat ears and he's out there like kicking ass for Jesus Christ and the other saints and apostles uh, on the field. He's impaling people and just murdering them left and right beautifully filmed in like a shadow puppet style so you actually aren't watching like a true war scene it's much more like a it's puppet of the show. time and it's, it's of, of the, the time. time yeah and he's obviously the warrior superstar oh my god he's clearly the star of the show like everyone's dead and he's like the only one coming home kind of a bit of a sadist we're mm-hmm. getting a taste um loves to see some heads roll and some bodies get shoved on spikes i mean he's good at it he's, he's good at what he does so then he comes back to the church to be like what up you guys i just saved our empire from the turks i, I think so the opposition the puts team? a note the on his team? door the blue team the blue team <laughs> blue team comes and puts a note on his castle door with a big knife in it and is like your king is dead aka gary oldman and winona Ryder, because like back in the day you couldn't just text and be like i made it and by the time he gets home winona already got this fake message and she she jumped out the window and killed herself because she got a text from an unknown number saying that her boyfriend died yeah and so she was like well then lol what is the point of my life guys you don't have to do that there's always another page there's always another chapter that you can date again you can love again this movie is very hardcore about like otl one true love so basically he arrives back to find her like soaking wet like 
almost like she's just freshly pulled out of yeah. the river. Who so he must have out? literally just missed her. <laughs> and oh, he- <laughs> oh, even worse. Can you imagine? You're like, oh, hey, everybody, literally, I'm back. if you didn't stop to pee on the way home and you just She'd- peed your pants on your horse, <laughs> you could have saved her. God, I don't even want to think about the bathroom politics of like the medieval crusade crusade the okay so he gets back and he's like oh my god my otl girlfriend who's super hot uh drowned um what am i gonna do i fought this war for god and now god has betrayed me like i went and like kicked ass for him for his team red team and then he killed my bride so then much like me at 14 when i decided not to be uh, have my confirmation done he renounces god he takes a sword also anthony hopkins has been kind of narrating this like a history lesson so far and he also is playing a priest in this church right now yeah he's um, kind of he kind of his character kind of spans time spans too time. spanning spans time time um so then gary oldman takes his sword and this is like the most badass move he's like I renounce God. He stabs it into a cross and then the cross just like starts puking blood out of it. And then all of the idols and icons in the church, all their eyes start bleeding and the candles go out and it's like, it's a bloodbath. Can I just say the yeah. funny behind the scenes part right now? Because yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's so, good. so there's these great special features, which we're going to be talking about later. <laughs> but Gary Oldman, he it takes him like, eight million tries to like get this sword into the cross it's so funny and so he keeps <laughs> missing it i mean like god damn it and he has this really uncomfortable armor on like it's obviously like pretty difficult to move in it and he's like if i don't get it this time somebody kill me please <laughs> it's so <laughs> so, so dramatic really can't stress enough how much you have to watch these special features lots of gary oldman flipping a shit and it's amazing but rightfully so, that armor looks like a bitch. It really does. He's a fucking trooper. Yeah. Okay, so then he, this is this is the sick part. The blood comes out of the cross. He takes this big chalice, fills it with the blood from the cross, and he says, like, something where he's like, now I'll live forever as Satan is my lord or something, and, mm-hmm. like, drinks the blood. Mm. So metal. And then <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is like, God, the devil! And then it's like, that's what made him Dracula. Drax. Dracula. Dracul. Order Um, of the Dragons. Order of the Dragon, which is why there were such like badasses on the field for Red Team. So anyways, you know, his world is spinning out of control. Centuries later, we've made it to London. It's, what year is it, Daphne? It's It's 1897. And we're in an insane asylum. And Tom Waits, everyone's favorite musician, is actually (laughs) in jail for being insane. And uh, he has these, like, kooky little glasses. And he's, like, eating bugs and screaming about the master this and the master that. And it's um, revealed to us that, like, he once was in Transylvania and then went insane. Then we meet Keanu. British Keanu and British Winona Ryder, who honestly don't even deserve to be called uh, Mina and Jonathan because they're so not British that, like, really, we should just be calling them Keanu and Winona. Like, it's like a way more just like demure 
version of his California beach boy attitude. So so he's like, I have to go on a work trip. Peace. To Wino. They kiss. I now remember. They kiss to say bye. And she's very chaste and a buttoned up to the neck kind of girl vibe. She's a school teacher. She's a school teacher. Yeah. Well, some school teachers are sluts and that rules. But just saying, she's I mean, back then, then, I feel like she's like, I'm just a modest school teacher. Yeah, that's about her British accent. Good job. Mm, Thanks. Um, And and so then they, they do this cool visual thing where they kiss and then a peacock walks by and then we zoom in on the peacock's feather to the eye of the feather and then that becomes a sun and then the sun becomes a tunnel that is a train that's going through it and it's Keanu on the train to Transylvania. Woo! <laughs> Masterwork! Yeah. So now he's made it to Transylvania. Mm-hmm. He gets in this weird vehicle with a scary monster. And the carriage driver's costume is like a lizardy arm with like a claw hand and like a horned head. Like it's very, very scary. So, you know, we're going through all these like crazy Carpathian mountains. Mm-hmm. And we arrive at the castle and Dracula opens the door and Keanu's all like, hey. Hey. Who is <laughs> it? Whoa, I didn't even knock. So he like walks in and it's like. Dracula is amazing in this. Ah! We d- he's so cool. He's so he's so amazing. One of the things that the costume designer said when she was talking about what she wanted Dracula to look like, I didn't want him to feel like a man, a woman, a human, a spirit. I wanted him to encompass everything. And he really is just like this incredible figure. It's kind of like a huge drag show. I'm going to clock some of the looks. Like red team muscle suit with beautiful like brown beach wave weave. Now we've, and then we saw him as the carriage driver in the armadillo-y bird head suit. Now we see him in the most, one of the most iconic looks, which is double high buns and a beautiful long like fish braid rat tail that goes to the floor and a like 20 foot long red satin train on a dragon kimono. And I don't even, we, we're not clocking shoes. Everything is floor length, so. I mean, he's just floating around. Like, does he even yeah. have feet? I don't know. I wrote, are you kidding me when D tells Jay to write all coworkers and fam and friends that he'll stay for a month? Nightmare. I have a lot of fears about getting kidnapped uh, and like being held prisoner by someone. I was almost kidnapped twice as a child. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, by creepy old guys in our Are you serious? Yeah, totally. Wow. Um, but they never, like, got me. Like, it was, like, people trying to get me in their car or their house. So I'm really scared of getting kidnapped, and that just reminded me of that. I was trying to put myself in his mindset. Like, how would I feel if I just, like, knew that, like, I was fucked. I was basically going to be this person's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying I was afraid like, of. Like, cool captive for that like play thing captive like a sex slave (laughs) like a sex slave or something why can't you just be like hey man are you gonna torture me or should i like just get into this castle vibe like oh my god that is the most sagittarian thing anyone has ever fucking said you're like like, should i just like go with the flow on this i feel like i love travel anyway like (laughs) i am a happy-go-lucky person like i get a little stubborn but like if you need to drain me of my blood every night and, like, I need to get into castle vibe, like, 
Where's Please my just black let lipstick? me know. And I just like, don't want to be resisting when yeah, I could be. A druid's cloak. I could be wearing a druid's cloak and being <laughs> chill with you. Like, what's the vibe? So then we come back to, we're with Mina, a.k.a. Winona Ryder, back in London. And she's with her amazing friend, Lucy, who we're meeting for the first time. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Lucy? Um, I guess she's like the typical slut character. But yeah. like, honestly, in this movie, she's just so luscious Hot. and <laughs> wait what did what would you were trying to finish my my what did you think I was gonna say I thought you were going to say, like, she's so without agency. And I was just going to be like, hot. She was hot. I said, Mina plus Lucy, lesbians looking at porn, LOL, Arabian Nights. OMG, Lucy, she's the cool slut. Time to dish. We've kissed. She, like, knows a lot about Kama Sutra, but hasn't totally done, like, all the positions. But I don't she's think she's gone all the way. She's yeah. looking for it. She's one of those friends. She's, like, literally doesn't give two fucks about her other well, friends' drama. doesn't really have that much to say. It's not that much interesting drama, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't count. So, okay. Um, okay, so then if you're not going to tell me a story about the last time you sucked his dick, I don't care. Uh, we're back at the castle. Keanu's scared. He's hashtag scared right now. So he wakes up in the middle of the night. He, like, goes downstairs. He's kind of, like, snooping at this point. You I know, would. A careful snoop. <laughs> he can't sleep. He can't sleep. It's really yeah. scary. He can't sleep. He might as well, like walk around and see what he can find to try to like get out of the situation and he finds this really sexy room yeah it's full mis- of harpies full of harpies it's monica of- bellucci specifically <gasps> oh my god we could not figure out who it was but there's like three topless babes and uh one of them looked hella familiar and it was definitely monica bellucci and then dracula like bursts in and he's like fuck you he's mine you can't touch him and the girls are like you never loved and he's like i did love and you know it and he's mine so you can't have him and they're like are we had to have nothing to eat because they're like in a fellini film and then he's like here's something and he holds up a baby a brand new one a brand new freshborn baby and it cries and then Keanu is finally like oh god no whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. hold the phone yeah his, his boundaries are a little odd <laughs> in this movie so Lucy's in bed and then she feels the spirit of uh getting laid call her from the, the, uh, the hedge maze Mina went on a rider hears this call as well and she comes out and Lucy is straight up fucking this wolf on top of what looks like a grave but could be anything it's like a marble statue of some kind with a flat top and they're straight up banging and it is hot and scary and like seriously scarred me for life yeah it's super hot so mina like happens upon them and he like sees her and he's like caught in the act and he's like oh my god i look psycho and so he like looks at her and he's like don't see me and then i think she passes out i and i wrote i wish i could do that to a crush don't see me like when you like creep up on somebody or like they catch you and you're like ah like i wasn't don't see me or like you know or he'll do the opposite he'll be like see me also wish i could do that to a crush. yeah it would be great to have that power looking at your phone it's (laughs) me at the other end of the bar oh my god this is way too topical right now. <laughs> listen 
this movie, it's fucked up as it is. It makes me want to date somebody so bad. I know. It really is so fucked up and romantic. It makes you like pine. I think that's what you were saying. It's like a piney movie. Like it's a piney oh. movie and it makes you pine. I think that's why I like a lot of like the BBC pre- prejudice, that it's kind of stuff. It's all about pining. Yeah. It's almost like a version of praying. It's like relationship praying. It's like you're praying for something and then your prayers are answered by this like man. It's a terrible way to think about relationships. It's totally uneven. If one person is praying for someone else to save them. It's just the power dynamic of a relationship that we've been fed is Mm -hmm. psychotic. It's so, it's so psychotic. And I've struggled with that my whole life, always wanting and yearning for someone unattainable because there's an addictive quality to obsession. It's Mm -hmm. like, I always joke that like, I love this movie because it's my crush style which is like psychotically going to the ends of the earth to do anything and kill anyone that gets in my way over one person. Right. And if somebody won't do that for me, then they obviously don't love me. Exactly. And then the next thing is they're in the street. She's walking around. She's having like a nice Sunday. She's like doing some errands. She's like just finished grocery shopping at Seatown is like about to go switch her laundry over the laundromat. Like no big deal. Exactly. She's not answering her phone. And she, like, makes eye contact with a cute guy, but she's, like, very buttoned up. So she's like, oh, fuck. This is, like, you know, I feel like I just cheated on somebody. Can we break down what this cute guy is wearing? Yes. Okay. He is wearing, like, a sick silver gray suit. It's definitely, like, a three-piece suit with a matching top hat. Then the most iconic part of this costume, of course, is the blue glasses. He has his beautiful brown beach waves and, like, hella long in the back. Like, his hair is, like, shoulder length up front, but then he has, like, mid-back length in the back. I don't know. It's a new look. Is it, like, a grown-out shag? Like, is it a grown-out mullet? Who can tell? No, it's not grown-out. It's, like, styled. It's styled, but I'm just saying, like, what even it's are like those It's, like, freshly curled. Yes. Um, he probably has, like, some sea salt spray in there. They meet in the street. They have a moment. He bugs her. She finally relents. It really didn't take much. And then they go on a hot date to the cinema. It's like an era of gadgets. So it's like, finally, like, there's things for him to do at night. How long do you think he's been in London? I thought he just got there, like, that day. No, he did. He just got there. Oh, okay. So he's never seen a movie before. Yeah, I guess. Ever. No. So this is, like, his first time. His first time going to the movies. So then he takes her to the movies. He pops his fangs out, goes to take one bite. But he's unable to for some reason. And hence... The romantic hero version of Dracula is born because he's not just a monster trying to feed all the time. It's like he's truly torn apart by oh his attraction God, I to feel her. torn apart even talking about it. He's like also even hotter than you even imagined. This is like my ideal person, like hot, metal hair, good suit, talks to wolves, kind of wants to bite me, but has some restraint in public, takes me to the movies. A thousand years old. It's like, what are your dates like? Like, what's like my dates? Yeah. Not like that. I know. At all. I did get on Tinder as soon as I woke up this morning. <laughs> and guess what? No one was hot. Okay. Anyway, moving right along. So what happens next? Van Helsing shows up. Anthony Hopkins, Van Helsing, comes on the scene. He's very weird. He's like a freak on a leash. He's like really into like IDGAF attitude. I wrote, Van Helsing shows up in the best pashmina my grandmother ever wore. Anthony Hopkins in the bushes being shady with a sick mullet. Then he plays a trick, disappears. (laughs) 
shows up lighting a spliff behind a grave. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, for real, though, he really does that. I wrote tits out because um, Lucy's like ripping her negligee open like, get it with the blood. And he's like, she's the devil's concubine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like someone just get her off. Okay, I love Van Helsing. He honestly, yeah. he does such He's a good job. Sassy. I also just love like when everyone's like mad confused and then somebody comes in who's just like dedicates their life to this very niche thing and they just know <laughs> everything about it and it's so satisfying. So the second date that Dracula and um, Mina Winona go on is really hot. They drink absinthe in a private room and then they almost kiss. They almost kiss, which is even hotter than kissing. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, And Uh, then she starts to cry. (laughs) No, because I watched the deleted. I watched the extended scene and they do kiss and it's really fucking hot. But then I was watching it without the kiss and I was like, it's just building the tension even more. Yeah. So then they almost kiss and then she sheds a tear and then he catches the tear. It's diamonds. Diamonds. Oh, my God. Are forever. It doesn't get more decadent than that that. and then then i wrote he's in no rush because then they just go dance (laughs) he's like he could like fuck her at that moment and he's like you know what let's just cool off and dance like (laughs) what the fuck it's funny that like we're we just can't get over how hot he is okay so mina basically is like reflecting in her (laughs) journal after the second date Ugh. I can't even describe how hot that second date was. Her boobs were basically out. I thought we already talked about that. I just wanted to remind everyone how hot it was. Um, and then she says, something, something, something. Like, Jonathan asked me to come meet him in some church, and we're going to get married. And she goes, my sweet prince, Jonathan must never know of us. Yeah, what a bitch. I actually I'm just hate saying that's so that- cute to call someone my sweet prince. That's so cute. Yeah, but also she's like totally fucking cheating on Keanu. As she should. She should fucking dump him for fucking Dracula. I don't know. Cheating is never okay. Cheating's not okay. You're no, no, okay. You're right. I'm just saying do what's right and break up with Jonathan so you can pursue a relationship with Dracula. No, but seriously, I have in my notes. How is she cheating on Jonathan? What a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, would you say if Gary Oldman offered you absinthe in a at a dancing place. Yeah. So let's say you and Gary Oldman were at. Um, okay. Obviously, I would fucking cheat too. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, it's not okay. <laughs> it's I'm just hard to watch. It's just hard to watch. And I was going to be like, okay, you and Gary Oldman are at Goldie's. It's Saturday night. <laughs> He's like, come back over by the pool table with me and drink this absinthe. We would not be at Goldie's. No, I know. That is actually depressing. I can't even believe you put our Dracula what Even bar would theoretically you... okay. at Goldie's? I know me in neither. Brooklyn, Greenpoint, okay. New York. Okay, what bar in Brooklyn would you want oh, to yeah. go on a date with? If we Dracula? had to go to a bar, what bar? <laughs> if you had to go on a date with Dracula in New York, any bar in New York, any <laughs> borough, what would it be? Oh, oh my god, this is so hard. We're wait, is it would... like a goth bar? Mm. A Victorian goth bar. <laughs> Is there a gothic romance bar in I New York? I would definitely take him to a burlesque dance. Ew. Prefer- no. no, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God, there's no good bar. Oh, my gosh. Remember one time, was it with you? I went to this party in like, <laughs> like the off the GMZ. And it was like, it was like a show in this like big old house. 
there was like a Victorian house and it was like people might have lived there but it was definitely like a performance art space and there was like a you would take band. Dracula to a performance art space <laughs> I love Bushwick. you this riff has gone on for too no long. but we can can we, we cut can, it no, and I know. we have we to make think. it good because I feel like I've said really lame bars I feel like we can't think of a bar because bars are lame and like Dracula yeah. transcends bar culture <laughs> I don't know. This is tough. Nothing's this is hard. Hey, guys, if you have any suggestions about where we should take Dracula on our next date, please let us know in the comments. Oh, duh. I would take him to a graveyard. Yeah. Okay, which graveyard? Mm. Bronx. Oh, I've never been to that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went to the one like Greenwood the other day. That was really sick. It's really the only appropriate place to drink in general, but especially if you're drinking with Dracula. Yeah, so tell us what's your favorite graveyard in New York to visit, especially with Dracula, and we'll (laughs) post it in the comments. Okay, let's get back into this thing. Can we just fast forward to Glass Coffin? Lucy is dead. They tried really hard. They did blood transfusions, whatever. She was just, like, too amazing. She had to die. It is the prettiest coffin of all time. It's, like, gold metal for, like, the joints of everything. And then everything that would be a a piece of wood is, like, a pane of glass. And has a frosted floral wreath around her head. Like, if I ever got buried, it would be in that. But I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated, FYI, for all our fans and friends. I would like to be, like, in a glass coffin and then put in, like, on display on display oh oh well totally i want that because i like attention yeah so yeah (laughs) anthony hopkins van helsing which by the way i wrote vhs he's here for vampires and not for love he's here for vampires not for love his initials are vhs and he's so no nonsense (laughs) and he's so over it that it's like it's it's a high caliber performance i really enjoyed anthony hopkins in this film i think it's almost like he's playing it for comedy like i really really love it he is he is the he's the breath he's the the like the humor the yeah what what we've talked about in the past he's the um you need that mm -hmm. in between all this heavy shit to get you through it they go back into the tomb like six hours later and they're like she's not in here ding dong and they're like oh maybe she's coming and then you hear this like and she's walking down the stairs in her wedding gown with a fucking little kid who's like three a fresh baby a fresh baby and she's gonna eat this baby obviously they're pretty easy targets well yeah and their blood is like fresh and pure she pukes blood in anthony's face and then they stab her in the heart and they cut off her head yeah, and it's a sad, a sad ending because she really had just begun her journey as a vampire. Right. So okay, so we're done that story plot. Bye. Bye, Lucy. R.I.P. And now, Wino is back. She's back in town. She's freshly married, so she's like even more desirable. Mm-hmm. And she reconnects with Dracula because he consents that she's back, and he like. Wind blows open the doors to her bedroom. (laughs) He takes the form of green mist and he like gets under her coveys and like gets in her bed and she starts kind of like feeling herself and being like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, my God, you're Uh, And then suddenly it's him and he's on top of her and it's like hot. (laughs) I know it's creepy, but I feel so angsty and lovesick. Then it's kind of like she does this 180 where she's like, Keanu, 
who? She's like, fuck yeah, you're back. I've been waiting my whole life for you. I love you. I want to fuck you. And he's like, but I love you too. But then you're going to have to live forever. And it's going to suck because you're never going to be able to like have kids and all this other shit. And she just goes, take me with you. Take me away from all this death. And so then he bites her and it's hot. And then he's like, now you have to drink my blood. And he takes his long ass manicured nail slits his own tit open and some blood pours and she starts to drink it like go to drink it and he's like no don't because then you'll have to have a life eternal and she goes let me do it and then she flips him and tops him (laughs) and starts sucking on his blood cut tit and it's just like and he's into it he's He's into it. She's into it. This is like a very consensual, like great time. And then like a bunch of dudes busting, busting and, and like, cock block her. It's such bullshit. It is bullshit. She it's was like cock-blocked. the first time that Winona in this movie has had any kind of like actual sexual agency. And it's like her boyfriend, an old dude, like two <laughs> other dudes she dorks. doesn't even know. Yeah, two dudes who like don't even go to this school. And uh, then. He fades into the shadows and turns into a bunch of rats and turns into a pile of rats out. and scurries out. At this point, he's been like, like, honestly, he's been rats. He's been a wolf. He's been a bat. bat. He's been a beast. He's been like an old embryo person with a wicked hairdo. <laughs> like a sick hairdo. And he's been like hot and like not as hot, but still hot to me. Yeah, and he's then- always hot. Even when he's like a wolf, he's hot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The bat is kind of pushing it for me, but it's like okay, very, fair, yeah. The but bat's it's like really scary. Very dummy. Like, I, I get it. Okay, so then um, he flies away and they're like, we have to go get him. He's going to the castle. So it's like, okay, duh, go to the castle. And they know that he could read Winona's mind. So they're like, okay, well, like, we'll go this way. He'll go that way. Whatever. It's like everybody meet up at the castle for like the final countdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They get to the castle. It's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast scenario. Like she gets there just in time mm-hmm. as the people who want to like kill, kill him. him. All the guys, like the dude team or whatever, like dude storms Dracula and one of them is able to cut his throat. Mm-hmm. So he starts losing a lot of blood and then he kind of like snakes away into the castle and Winona goes after him and Keanu is like, everyone's like, hurry, let's go finish him off. And Keanu's like, no, let her do it. Again, respecting the one the one true love, the OTL. Mm-hmm. End game. I ship it. Um, and then they go into the church and he, she, he looks so gross. He looks like a washed up embryo, like ghost fetus Thanks. lizard face. And she kisses him. Ew. And then his face turns hot again. By true love's Love. kiss. I mean, so, true love's kiss always makes people hot. Exactly. It's it happened like, to the Beauty and the Beast. So it's, it's like it's like the frog of the like, prince, the frog, frog prince or prince. whatever. It's like maybe if you're at a bar and like kind of someone who's like kind of cute hitting on you, it's as like as soon as you kiss them, they're like actually maybe they'll yeah. be hot. <laughs> <laughs> or just keep drinking, whatever. Anyway, so it's like then he gets hot and he says, "Give me peace." Yes, it's so sad. So then she she shoves the the uh like knife or whatever through his heart for true she penetrates him real hard in the heart Mm -hmm. and then he like gasps for breath and then she takes it out and fucking cuts his head off 
just to be safe. And then she looks up at the ceiling and it's this like ornate, gorgeous mural of him and her from olden times. Olden times. <laughs> olden times. Older than the olden time we're already in. Then I think it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then during the credits, an amazing song by Annie Lennox called Love Song for a Vampire Plays. Yeah. It's so it's good. Like the sickest and, song. And Diamanda Gallas also, also has like songs on the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack Our goth is noise so idol. Cool. Uh yeah, guys. So that's Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's incredible. It's hot. <laughs> Another thing that you should know about this movie, in addition to it being about my crush style, is that the special features on this film are incredible. You should absolutely buy it on iTunes because then you have access to the special features. They shot this entire thing on the sound stages at Columbia. They elected to do that because Francis Ford Coppola knew that he probably couldn't get a ton of money to go shoot in like Transylvania or whatever since Apocalypse Now. Right. Um, happened or whatever but they were like we're gonna make this movie the same way they made movies in the 1900s or in the 19th century yeah and so we're gonna do all our effects in camera we're shooting everything on a soundstage and Roman Coppola his son he had these production designers that were gonna like do all these crazy sets and all this thing and all these special effects and he fired them all and he hired two young guys that had been working on Hook to do all the sets because he said I want sets that fade into darkness I want sparse sets I want the costumes to be the sets mm-hmm. so then even he, though the sets I mean the sets are gorgeous but they're yeah. not overly elaborate mm-hmm. yeah and, and then he had all these special effects guys that were like yeah we can do it kind of in camera but like you have to do all this digital stuff and he's like nope you're all fired I'm hiring my son Roman and like Roman worked with the teams uh, and the special effects unit and he also was the second unit director and they did all these effects in camera and there's great documentaries about that on the DVD on the extras as well and speaking of Apocalypse Now yeah did you see the part where he was like you're 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 Brando you're being Brando right now to Gary Oldman okay so it was like a little moment where they were like discussing some stuff where like Oldman had just like done a big dramatic scene mm-hmm. and he was like hey, you're being a little you're being a little brando right now he's like it's okay it's okay you can be brando you can be brando oh if you want. and i'm like my god how amazingly condescending because he's like yeah. i've directed brando, brando i know when i know when someone's channeling brando um and he was like uh-huh yeah oh my what like it's actually amazing to see the dynamic well yeah and they show them fighting as well because they show them doing take after take of the scene where dracula has just received keanu reeves at the castle and he's leading him up the stairs and they have to keep doing it and they're just are going at one another gary and francis they're just like fighting and fighting about the way he's doing it and it's like it made me feel so nervous i was like oh my god basically francis was like this should be really easy. I don't know why you're not getting it. And Gary Oldman's, Oldman's like, like, I just need you to like write an X in chalk so I know when to say my line when I hit that spot. He's like, it's not about hitting the spot. It's about saying the line and walking through this like area. And he's like, I just need the chalk. And he's like, you're not getting the chalk. They got an early Pathé camera like from the turn of the century like that was actually used in the early 1900s and that's what they used to film the scenes in the city with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. The costume designer 
Ieko Ishioka, I think that's how you say her name. She said, my image of Dracula should have a million faces. It should be about endless transformation. And that I think she totally achieved that. The costumes are incredible. They won an Oscar for the costumes. Right. Yeah. And I think they won an Oscar for something else, too. <laughs> so um, basically what we're saying is, like, definitely spend $20 on iTunes or, like, go buy the DVD on Amazon. The bonus features are worth it. So what have we learned? I mean, you only have one soulmate in this world. So good luck finding it because even if you do, you're going to be damned for all eternity. I learned that VHS stands for Van Helsing. Also, that you should always save absinthe for the second date. Yep. And that when she wants blood, blood she must have. And rate and subscribe to Ladies Horror Night on iTunes. And now we are going to play the hit song from the soundtrack of Bram Stoker's Dracula by Annie Lennox, a true vampire. Love song for a vampire. Come into these arms again And lay your body down The rhythm of this trembling heart Is beating i